Welcome back to the Six Figure Side Hustle podcast. I am your host, Charlotte Green. This week, we are going to be discussing drop shipping and how this approach can help you start a business in just about any, almost any field for little to no money. We're also going to be talking about how you can create content for different audiences. We'll be discussing multi-level marketing in the cannabis industry and I'll be offering you tips to market your service-based business. Now, every week you can expect me to answer four questions from my Instagram followers along with a personal update like this week's update on how my fiance proposed. As promised. (laughs) Now, if you can't listen to the full podcast, that's fine because throughout the week, we are going to be dropping the Q&A question and answer portions as standalone podcast uploads. So you can tune into those and expect the full mega podcast the start of each week on Monday. From at Dana Marinek, she asks, how do I get over the fear of people judging my content and being like, who does this bitch think she is now? Now, I've talked a bit about opportunity cost in the past, but for those of you that aren't familiar with my content, um, oh, by the way, you can follow me on Instagram at Charlo Green and on YouTube, The Six Figure Side Hustle with Charlo Green. But what opportunity cost means is every time you choose an option, you are choosing not to go with the opportunities you're giving up. So in this context, what she's asking is basically, you know, people have known me as one person my entire life. And now that I'm getting into business, I want to put out a bunch of content because content is of course key. So how do I get over that fear of people judging me actually taking action to claim my life and to claim my story? For that, I think you have to understand your why and always remember your why. Why are you interested in starting this journey in entrepreneurship? Why are you interested in building up this company? Yes, of course, money is great. But beyond that, what is the real reason why? Is it because you want to provide a better life for your kids? If that's the case, then you need to ask yourself, are you going to choose to, to play small and to not go after what it is that you actually deserve because you're afraid of other people's judgment or is you providing a better life for your family more important to you? That's literally all it comes down to. Your why versus whatever that stumbling block or challenge is presenting itself on your journey towards getting there because you need to understand that If you want something that's worth having, it's not going to come easy. The universe will provide what you demand from it, but it isn't going to just hand it to you on a silver platter. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be challenges and there are going to be people judging you every step of the way. And that's never going to stop regardless of how, in fact, the more successful you get, the more judgment you are going to have to deal with. So what life is doing, what fate is doing is challenging you to see if you are willing to earn what it is that you actually want. 
to see if you are willing to actually put in the work and to actually become that person that deserves that thing you're after. Because if people judging you, people that don't, like successful people are not busy judging people that are trying to go after their dreams. That's just not happening. So if you're busy allowing people that have never gone after anything, have never accomplished, if you're letting them dictate how you're operating, do you deserve this other life? Do you? So ask yourself, whatever is in your way and this like beyond just this question anytime you are up against a challenge you need to ask yourself this question is this challenge am i going to choose bowing to this challenge or is my why are my kids worth more than whatever this obstacle is to me is my future is me claiming this one life that i have to live worth me going through all of the the taunting and and whispering and the comments on so is my future worth more than me not having to deal with that like if you're a real entrepreneur then you're always going to choose progress if you really want what it is that you deserve then you're going to go after it by any means necessary and you have to understand when it comes to entrepreneurship that's the mindset you have to have by any means necessary because if you don't go out and get it no one is going to get it for you no one is going to change your life for you no one is going to step in and be like oh this person's kids deserve so much more than this let me do that for her while she hangs out and avoids being criticized no you have to go out there and get it girl and as a bonus um she asked a two-part question and I really like both questions so she asked how can I understand the difference between audience and clients to serve both without feeling like I have split personality and I think that's a really fair question um you at least when you are just starting out you are putting out content and you don't want to drown you don't want the people that are used to just like seeing you post like life updates and photos of yourself to turn off your page or to unfollow you or block you or whatever so i totally get where she's coming from what i would challenge her back um with is well first off create a business page so that your business content can go up there and so that the audience that you are serving is the same as your client base so if you are concerned about people following your content that may not be interested in the product or service that you have to offer then ask yourself why are you interested in having them follow you in the first place if what you're doing is creating a business that provides a service and creates content so that you can help people be more aware of whatever the issue is that you're tackling, then what exactly are the other people doing there? And why would you want them following you if they aren't interested in what you have to say? I'd say another way you can look at it is what is the content that you're putting out that you are concerned about turning people off with if you are creating content that serves the 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 main rule of content you need to be providing value if your content is providing value and you can do that usually in two ways either entertainment or education if your content is providing value then people aren't going to have a problem with it 
And I think if you look at your entire audience, just everyone in general, clients included in that, if you look at everyone you serve, everyone that follows you and approach the content that you put out so that all of it is providing value in every single post, then you don't have anything to worry about. And you don't have to worry about distinguishing between whether these are clients or customers or, or audience members, and you can just focus on providing great content because that is what is going to convert more of your audience into clients. You actually providing them value upfront without you asking for anything back. So I think if you're approaching it like, well, this audience is clients, so I'm just going to put out sales material, sales material, you are going to get nothing back. That's going to turn everyone off. But instead, treat everyone like they are a part of your audience and like your job is to provide them value. Thank you so much for those two questions at Dana Marinac. If you want me to answer your questions, make sure that you're following me on Instagram at Green. I take you guys behind the scenes of everything that's happening while I'm filming all of this stuff. And, and um, the videos go out and the podcast goes out usually within a week or two but sometimes we batch content and there's so much stuff going on between filming and posting so at charlotte green is where you can follow me and drop your questions that you'd like me to respond to then we get to at cali g underscore leewe tell me about your dropshipping program i think Instead of just making this about my business, which we'll get to in a second, let's talk about drop shipping in general. Drop shipping is the concept where you aren't holding any retail, you seller person. Instead, find someone that has warehoused inventory that is willing to fulfill your orders as they come. So instead of you purchasing a minimum order quantity from a wholesale provider, um, instead of you investing a ton in inventory and then having to package up your orders and hoping that you can sell what you're sitting on, with drop shipping, you put up your site, you market, and when you get a sale, you fulfill it through your drop shipping partner on demand. So, like with my business, No Label Extensions, we offer drop shipping. Um, when someone is working with my company, they have their own website. It's totally separate from us. The sales don't come directly to us. They have their own website. They get a sale and they use the pictures that they get from us or, or whatever. Maybe they bought one or two products and took some photos, but they have their own site up. However, they're selling it. Maybe they're using word of mouth and saying, hey, I have really great hair. I'd love to sell you. And that works just fine. So if someone says, all right, here's $300 for a 613 lace front wig unit. So that person takes the money. They then contact the drop shipper. They place the order for the unit paying the wholesale pricing. So they're getting it at a discount, not at regular retail pricing. And now maybe let's say they purchased that unit at or for $150 at or through their drop shipper. So now they have a profit or they took $300 from the person that purchased from them. They take that money. They don't come out of their pocket for anything. They just take their $300 from that sale, go to the drop shipper, purchase the unit for 150. We send it out to their customer for them and they keep the $150 difference. So they didn't 
pay a single cent or dime out to make that sale and they ended up walking away with $150. That is why dropshipping is such an attractive option for people that don't have a ton of inventory to invest in getting started. Off top, um, I always suggest starting out that way just because you then have an opportunity to learn what people actually want as opposed to you assuming that someone is going to want or that your community is going to want deep curly and they're going to want really kinky textures only kinky te like instead of that you get to just put up the photos of items and learn as your business grows what people actually want then after you have this audience of people after you have this customer base then maybe you can think about stocking up on some items that you know you can actually move but um but initially just buying a bunch of stuff and hoping you can sell it i i think that is um when you don't have to do it that way I, I i think this is a much much better option so that is how drop shipping works and it's not just in hair extensions if you're in the cannabis industry there are companies that drop ship cbd products everything from um skin care to lotions to bath bombs like literally Oh, and then another thing is when we send out products, you have no clue that it came from my company. There are no labels from my company. Um, nothing. In fact, it has the return address of my dropshipping client on it. So it literally looks like they have this huge operation and this huge company um, when in reality they do. They have my company as their partner to fulfill all of the stuff that they need so that they can just worry about selling. I just really think it's a great option for people that are learning entrepreneurship so they can focus on the things that that really matter and are going to make the difference in their business which is their marketing and branding oh let me go ahead and take a moment to mention this episode is brought to you by my company no label extensions we empower women to start their own businesses in the hair extensions industry for free go ahead and check us out at nolabelextensions.com slash biz for details on our wholesale and drop shipping programs and also if you are a licensed stylist make sure that you check out our partner program we it's like an affiliate program but on steroids where you get your own website um, any traffic that you drive to us you get a check for any sales they actually make it at the tune of 20 set so we're just getting started with that in our pilot mode for that program but head on over to nolabelextensions.com slash partners for details on that free website and tools you can use to multiply your revenue on to our next question on the six figure side hustle podcast this is an email submission now i prefer you guys just submit via instagram but i thought this was um, a great opportunity to discuss this topic. It's multi-level marketing in the cannabis industry. James emailed asking, is it worth it signing up for a cannabis MLM company? If you aren't familiar, MLM is short for multi-level marketing. And this is basically where you are, it's not neutral, is it Nutrafit? Herbalife might be one. 
Um, I know there are a few, I think Mary Kay might be considered one, but basically if you want to become a sales rep for one of these companies, you pay um, some money up front to get a startup package and then you work to sign up other people. Why they call it multi-level is because it starts up here. So say it's me up here at the top and then I find two friends and I'm like, look, I have this startup kit, check out this amazing opportunity. So then the next two people, my friends, they're like, all right, I'll sign up. I make a commission off both of their sales. So then they find two people each and then everyone is signing up and buying these startup packages. And I've done um, a little bit of coaching with a client that wanted help scaling their MLM CBD company. And what I basically walked away from that understanding is that when it comes to um, MLM companies, I think they give you a great opportunity because the one thing, not the one thing, but one of the main things standing between new entrepreneurs and sales is brand, is having to create brand. What is brand? Brand is reputation. Brand is trust. Brand is you as a consumer knowing that when you're messing with this company, you're going to get exactly what it is that they're promising and that you're paying for. When you're just starting off, you don't have that. You, you just don't have that. That is what you're working to create with all of your posts and staying engaged and building out your community. That is you building brand. That is you building reputation. So what these companies do is allow you to borrow their brand so that you can work to generate sales for their company and to your benefit. So I see how this could be a benefit to a lot of people, like Mary Kay especially. I'm not trusting my face care with just anyone. You need to be very suable. I need to know that if I put your cream on my face, if my face falls off, you will make the rest of my faceless life very comfortable. That is how a lot of us, like, you need to come with some kind of receipts before I'm willing to put your stuff on my face. So Mary Kay is really helpful for people that are interested in beauty care that want to sell or create their own companies, but don't have the time. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of capital up front to build out that brand so that you can generate the sales and everything ends up making sense and balancing out. But it's a huge upfront cost. These companies allow you to kind of skip that by borrowing their influence, but in exchange for all of that, you are making a fraction, like a tiny, teeny, teeny, weeny fraction of what you would be making if you were working independently. And once I got down to everything that he had to do for his site, he built this whole independent website and he was paying all, all of this money into Facebook ads and going to all of these conferences. Once he broke down the fact that he was already doing the work to build brand, it made zero sense for him to be signed up to that program because he could have been making 100% back everything that he, his consumers were paying him if it was his own company. Like when it comes to, and then in cannabis, of course, I know people want to be extra careful. Nobody wants to end up catching a case and looking like how I did out in those streets. It really, it really, really sucks. I totally get it. So you want to also co-sign or get work with a company, a brand that you know is going to protect you legally. So I get 
why he chose to work with this company because he was like well you know they source their cbd and it's super super clean um and we'll talk about all of that in a whole other episode of this podcast cbds and whether they're clean or not but um this guy what i suggested he do and if you have the capital and if you're going to be building your website if you're going to be running ads if you are going to be going to trade shows and literally doing the work to build brand build your own build your own brand build your own brand it doesn't make sense that this guy was making like seven percent of all of the sales that he was generating after doing all of this work to help clarify someone else's brand. So at the end of the day, um, he had put in a few thousand dollars and he had made, I think, one sale. And I think that was to like his neighbor or or someone really, his best friend or someone. Um, and that was who actually sold him on, on the business idea. So it, it's just, I think you need to understand all of the positive and negatives that come along with that sort of thing. I don't say that it's outright bad or anything like that. I'm not going to knock anyone's hustle. Like I said, it makes sense for a lot of people. If you can't invest in building brand, then it, like you need reputation. You, you need that to be able to sell and, and make your whatever you're going to keep at the end of the day. So if you can't invest in that, then go ahead and partner up. But if you can invest in it, go ahead and build up your own shit so that you own it at the end of the day, so that you have the creativity to market it however you want to without fear of liability or having anyone snatching your company away from you. And so that it's something that that you own and you can continue growing and do what you actually want with it and make all of the money that you're actually making question in from at city hair how do you market yourself as a stylist and attract customers i love this question because it's i won't say it's like super easy for me to answer but it kind of is um i think the best way for you to market yourself as a stylist is by showing up on social media and using social media to show the world what it is that you actually do if you are in a service-based business like even if you're just installing cable even if it is you just um what's another service you being a vocal coach or something like that use the visual medium of instagram and facebook to promote yourself you just putting out regular content and you don't have to sit there like me we're doing this whole production thing lights and all that stuff and the office is empty like you don't have to do all of that you can just document what is going on in the day today if you have three clients coming in you should be posting at least three photos of three clients on your social media you don't have to do these huge productions in fact when it comes to UGC which is user generated content versus really highly produced content user generated content converts a lot better in 2019 people want to see the real they want to see what your stuff actually looks like not when there's a stylist like standing right there and a makeup artist and all this lighting they want to see what their hair is going to look like when they the average person slap that wig on and decide to head out to work without two hours of prepping and spraying and lighting like understanding 
you just pulling out your smartphone, not even a whole shiny new device or anything, and taking photos. It's why I love following I Am Jonathan, who is a stylist out of Dallas. It's another reason why I love following Tokyo Styles, who's another really popular stylist. They're just showing us what it is that they actually do, just showing us the day-to-day. -day. And that in itself is impressive. Like, I've been playing with this wig, trying to make sure that my curls haven't totally dropped. I would love to see someone show me how to do this better. <laughs> Seriously, you just show it. That's your area of expertise. People watch me because I talk about business because that is what I actually know how to do. If I started trying to do hair videos, I would probably lose. No, you guys would probably watch because it'd be kind of funny because I'm, I'm learning. But you are an expert in that field if you are a stylist. So show us what you're working with. Use hashtags to make sure that you are discoverable and that is going to, I want to be careful about saying double and triple and quadruple your business because those are the sorts of things that could get me in trouble by making outright claims, but it is going to increase traffic to your business. It just is, period, point blank. In fact, if you were to do it for just three days, I promise you will see results within that time frame. Enough results that you're going to be like, oh shit. I guess I should be paying better attention to what Charlotte is telling me. <laughs> so um, that that wraps it up for our four questions of the week. I wish I had some lotion. Let me just like try and rub out some of this ash before I put this ring up there. Again, if you guys are just listening, I record this podcast and put the video up on my YouTube channel. Um. And that is where I am showing everyone what five carrots looks like. <laughs> Let me see if we can get that focus in there. Oh, we're trying, we're trying. So, um, excuse the ash, but now we're going to talk about that personal note. So we wrap up each podcast with a personal update. I don't want to just give you guys business tips and not give you any context on like life or anything because business doesn't happen in a vacuum. It happens in life. So in the midst of everything, this week's update is that I am getting freaking married. Uh, if you can't tell from the tone of my voice, I'm so freaking excited. We're white for this. <laughs> um, but my partner of two and almost two years and maybe one or two months now, we don't have a set anniversary. I see it's from the first time that we spoke to each other on Tinder. Um, and he says it's from the first time we banged. <laughs> we met on Tinder and I was just like doing my own thing, minding my business. I had that huge court case looming over my head um, where I was looking at 54 years over me legalizing weed and creating Alaska's first dispensary just legal weed nothing else um and yeah 54 years is a lot but knowing that you know that i wasn't really trying to get wifed up at the time i was literally just trying to live my absolute best life so i'm like look if we didn't get the shot we're never gonna get the shot so let's just go ahead and he's like oh no no just one more one more he was insistent and he was like you know what fine so 
we go and um, we're taking our photos and he's being all sweet and telling me how beautiful I am and then he drops on one knee and I'm thinking that he's like pulling my leg and kind of teasing me because I was just teasing him about not proposing and so the look on my face in all of the photos it's like I know this ninja is not trying to do play play engagement photos right now I'm about to and then he reaches back and I'm like yeah right and then he pulls out this ring and I cannot freaking believe it I ugly cry I hug him I kiss him of course I say of course I freaking say yes and then I look at the ring again and it's just like <laughs> It's really big. It's, it's really big. I wish I wasn't so ashy. Ah! Here. And I'm just fogging up the ring so you're not even going to get it in all of its glory. But yeah, so, so that's the engagement story. It's kind of like the overview of our love story. There's been so much drama um, like surrounding us. Just kind of like testing whether or not we were ready for the journey that it would be with each other and so i'm just so grateful that someone as phenomenal and kind and caring and smart and loving uh, chose me just super proud super proud of him did a great job with the ring this is like the first surprise he's been able to like fully surprise me with um and he, he just did a really great job so i cried the first time I filmed this telling this part maybe I'll maybe I'll add that part in pulls out this ring and I cannot uh, it's just <laughs> I'm about to start crying I was so in love with him and I'm so it for this week's podcast thank you guys so much for listening um next week exciting news opening up a store in the bay area and i'm really excited to share like all of the things that we learn as we market it like that's almost the first reason why I really want to open up a shop just so I can master marketing a brick and mortar facility but I'm really excited to learn and share what I'm learning with all of you um and and I'm gonna get into details on everything we're planning here with my business in my personal update in addition to the four questions I will be answering for next week's podcast so make sure that you stay tuned for that Follow me on Instagram at Charlotte Green to be a part of my journey in real time. And of course, if you want to watch and not just listen in on the podcast, Six Figure Side Hustle podcast, it's on Apple and all the other podcast places. And then, of course, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. All of this information goes up there and then some. So please do me a favor if you like this podcast drop a five-star review. And I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> bye. Bye. That's how I say bye now. Bye. Gotta get the ring in there.